Hello and welcome back to Comedic Coping, everybody. We are heading into episode five. I just have to say thank you so much for listening. I've gotten a lot of feedback this week from our latest episode, Bully Bully. Um, I'm glad you guys took it to heart and I'm glad you listened and hopefully you've shared it with your kids, your nieces, your nephews, uh, whoever. Hopefully you didn't just grab a random kid off the street and start trying to teach him stuff because that's kind of frowned upon nowadays. But hopefully it was something good that you can pass along or kind of take in for yourself if you happen to be one of my younger listeners. Uh, With that being said, some of the comments that I did get were kind of similar to that in relation to that um, because guess what? We deal with bullies as adults too. It's not just a kid thing. So... I did get some questions, um, kind of going back to the road rage and the bully bully episode from last week, where how do we deal with it as adults? More specifically, I had a couple different people ask me, how do we handle it when it's a coworker or a boss? Because then it affects more than you. Then it's your, your job, your livelihood. So we're going to kind of address that. Um, we've got a couple guests today, Esteban and Irvin are going to be joining us, but we do have someone new, um, He's going to give it a little bit of flair. He is a nice country gentleman. Um, so I'm not even going to waste any time. We're going to bring him in right now. Roy, I, I want to... This is Roy, everybody. Say hi, Roy. Hi, Roy. Um, so he's going to be joining us today. And if things go well, hopefully he's he's up for returning. Is that is that a fair assessment? Well, here's the thing, okay? Um... I've I've heard some of your shows and I think they're actually pretty good. Um, that Esteban guy, he's a little crazy, um, but I'll tell you what, you gave you gave some great advice. Um, and if there's anything I can do to help, uh, I definitely would like to help. Uh, you know, we do we do a lot of hard work. Uh, I actually live on a couple acres with my family. Uh, we got a lot of hard work we do out there, and uh, we kind of pass the time by listening to music or podcasts. And uh, my little brother came across your podcast; it was pretty good. So. Uh, you know, I, I thought I'd reach out to you, and I'm I'm just uh, just overjoyed to be here. Well, it is great to have you. Um, so last week, we talked about bullying in schools and, and kind of had to deal with that, but I wanted to shift gears and, and talk about handling it as an adult. Um, have you have you had more than just the one job helping out on the farm? Oh, well, yeah, you know, um, we kind of... That's that's what we do, man. We just we just work and uh, we're kind of busy all the time. And I can't I can't really say that I've had too much experience with with, with bullying. Um, but you know I'm here to answer any questions you might have. Okay, well I think all of us kind of has, have experienced bullying um, in in one way or another. And and I think part of it too is uh, just from the research that my team has done is that it's not just bullying per se where someone just flat out is is rude or mean um it could be something as simple as joking <laughs> man i'll tell you what we joke all the time man uh that's just funny right there i mean people gotta have a sense of humor you want to work around me and my buddies you know what i'm saying but i mean it's all in good fun it's all in good fun to you but do you think and i want you to really look back and think hard has there been a time where maybe you and your buddies were joking and the person that you were joking with maybe didn't understand it. Hmm. Well, now come to think of it. Now that you said that, uh, 
Well, yeah, man. I, I guess sometimes they didn't understand the joke or they felt that it was too personal. But, uh, I mean, I didn't really consider that bullying. Okay, well, you said maybe they didn't understand the joke. So, did they did they say something to you? No, man. I mean, we, we had a couple guys that, that came in. I mean, they was only looking for part-time work anyway. But uh, we was joking with them. And uh, one of them kind of looked like he was mad. And I told him we was just we was just fooling, man. We were just having a good time. And, uh, and yeah, you know what, now that I think about it, he, he did leave the job early and he didn't come back. Okay. Uh, so now that you're thinking about that, I want you to really think like, have you ever been uncomfortable in a work situation? No, man. I mean, uh, not, not, not that I can think of, man, but I got pretty thick skin. You know I mean? I let, uh. I let stuff just roll off my back like water on a duck. You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. But we want to kind of give the listeners kind of some inputs on, on how they would deal with it. I mean, I'm, I'm glad you joined the show. It's always nice to have another guest. Um, but kind of, kind of run me through what you guys were joking about. Well, man, here's the thing. So we was, uh, we was actually on break and, uh, you know, we were all just sitting around the cooler, and I said, hey, man, can you toss me a bottle of water? And uh, the guy picked it up and threw it to me, and I said, man, you throw like a girl. You play softball? Okay, well, you can understand how that's kind of mean. Yeah, but I joke with my buddies like that all the time. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's just, it ain't no thing. It's just normal stuff for us. Right, but this guy hasn't worked with you before. No, nah, man, he never worked with us before, and he, unfortunately, now that I think about it, he never worked with us after, neither. Okay. So, you told him he threw like a girl. And any regrets about that? Well, no, man. I didn't have any regrets to write down sitting down talking to you, man. You're making me feel bad. I feel like I need to go uh, try to find his number and call him and apologize because that was, that was kind of mean, man. All right. Well, you know, hey, if we've, done, if we've done one thing right, we've maybe made you realize that some of the things you say, even if they're joking or not, they can be taken a certain way. Yeah, man. Actually, uh, if you can excuse me, I'm gonna I'm gonna go make that that phone call right quick. Um, listen, man. I think it's great what you're doing. Uh, I think the show's great. I think you need to keep talking about this stuff because we all we all got stuff going on. Um, I don't think it'll be much help on this bully stuff. Um, but now I really got to take a look inside. Um, so if you'll excuse me, man, you you keep doing what you're doing, man. Like we we love it. Rock on. All right, good guy. God bless Texas. <laughs> all right, Roy. Well, that was a rather quick visit, but we appreciate you stopping by. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as you, as you just heard, something as, as simple as joking in your mind could make someone feel like they're being bullied. Um, now I know that we've got one guy specifically that has worked in a lot of offices. Um, normally Esteban's the first guest on, but we're going to kind of flip the script a little bit today. We brought in Roy who unfortunately couldn't stay long so hopefully he'll have more to add next week if he's willing to come back um but let's bring in Irvin Irvin how are you doing this week oh man I'm doing great let me tell you okay um it's been a fantastic week everything's been going wonderful uh you sent me some of the responses you got on the on that book of faces the Facebook and uh let me tell you I'm just so glad that we've got people listening and that there people people are taking this to heart okay because you know, if you just want to talk to talk, that's fine. But the fact that you're actually getting people to listen, that's something not a lot of people can do. You understand what I'm saying? I do. And, you know, you're absolutely 100% right. I am glad that people are 
are listening and, and trying to understand and maybe see things from a different point of view. Absolutely, because sometimes you don't even realize what you're doing. And I think it's great that you're here to point it out. And I don't mean like in a negative way, like, oh my God, you're doing something wrong. Like you're actually trying to get people to see themselves for themselves. Exactly. And I'm glad that you're on board with that. So you've worked in several offices. Have you ever seen bullying in the office? Well, yes. And last week I shared the story uh, about my assistant getting it into it with uh, Mr. James Dean slash Marilyn Monroe, who thought he was all that. Okay. Uh, but I have seen other instances. And uh, this is one time, and I really had to go home and think about this because I hadn't even thought about it in so long. I let it go. I was working at an office. And this was back in the back in the day, you know, when it was uh, you had to be and I'm sorry if I offended, but you had to be a man and you just kind of had to take what was given. But it was actually pretty brutal. What do you mean by that? It was pretty brutal. Well, like, uh, OK, I know I'm not uh, Mr. Fabio. I'm not a model. OK, uh, but. You know, they were constantly ragging on me for the way I looked and didn't think I could close any of the sales that I was going for uh, because, you know, my face. And, uh, you know, my wife loves it, and that's, that's what's important to me. Okay, that's great that your wife loves it. I'm glad she loves it, by the way. But let's go back to you getting bullied. Was it, was it one of your coworkers? Was it somebody that worked at another company? No, no, it was uh, it was another sales agent that I worked with, and uh, he was constantly ragging on me. And uh, I wish, I wish I could have listened to this show, because I have a feeling that you're going to have some insight for me, aren't you? Because I didn't handle it well. What I did was, it got to me. And what ended up happening was, uh, it became true. Not that I couldn't make sales because of my face, because this little punum right here is, is fantastic. Uh, what I'm saying is that uh, my job actually, I started not doing so hot, uh, and I lost my job. You actually lost your job because of this? Well, yeah, because it was a sales job, and when they kept getting on to me, then all of a sudden I couldn't sell stuff, and I was getting self-conscious, and I just I didn't make the sales. Okay. So... You were getting made fun of, people saying you couldn't sell whatever you're selling. Could you could you tell us what you were selling? Uh, no, I don't really want to get into it. It was a long time ago, okay? Just know that that was the job. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. We're going to keep on moving. So, as far as it being a coworker of yours, you said that you kind of let it get to you. Did, did you let it show that it bothered you? You know, I really tried not to, but I think in the end they could really see, and it kind of went back to when we was talking last week, where um, you can't let it get to you, and you can't take it personally. And I took it so personally that it just kind of ruined everything at that time. Okay, well, you know, I mean, it kind of to echo some of the things we talked about last week, you've got to not give them the reaction. You can't give them the satisfaction that they're, they're getting to you. I know, I know, and I'm so mad at myself that I let it happen. But, you know, as an adult, it's not something you think you're going to have to go through. Like, once you get out of high school, you're supposed to be done with all that bullying stuff. Like, it's nonsense. We're all adults. Why can't we act like adults? Well, unfortunately, especially as we keep going further down the episode, you'll see that it doesn't, it doesn't matter how old you are or how long you've been alive, which is the same thing. 
Um, doesn't matter how many times people have talked to you or told you lessons. There's just certain people that are going to get stuff and certain people that aren't. Well, yeah, that's true. I totally understand that's true. Uh, but what I want to know is you gave all that good advice to the teenagers, and I felt like I gave some pretty stellar advice too. But um, So put yourself in my shoes back then. And remember, it was a different time. But let's just fast forward to now, okay? The 2024s, 23s, 25s, anything from here on out. Okay, yeah, let's focus on that. So we did do some research on this. In your instance, if you were in the workforce right now and this was happening to you, you know, some of the advice that, that I would give you based on my experience and some of the research that I've done, you've already said, keep your cool, keep your calm. Because just like we've talked about in several episodes now, a lot of, a lot of things you're going through, you need to control what you can control and understand that, that you're not always going to have the answer. You're not always going to be able to, I don't want to say make things right because essentially they shouldn't have been wrong in the first place, but you're not going to be able to smooth things over and make it smooth sailing. There are going to be rough seas throughout your life. Um, you know, you always want to keep yourself safe. I don't know if this really applies in this instance, just cause you said they were making fun of you. They never did anything physical. Did they? Oh no, no, they didn't. They tried one time and I gave it right back to them because you know, my mother said, yes, I know your mom said, don't throw the first punch, throw the last one. And I always threw the last one. Okay. Well, we don't, condone violence here at comedic coping i know i know but remember this was a long time ago i was a different person okay well then we we can move on um outside of today have you ever told anybody about what happened no because again you had to be a man's man nothing could get to you so it's not actually something i've ever talked about and you know honestly i'm blaming you and dr flugenheim because now all this stuff is coming back to me and i'm realizing things that have happened and i'm talking about it and i don't want to be kumbaya and open up but i gotta admit it feels a little better it is and actually that's one of the things that i wanted to talk about is whether it was as a child or even as an adult if you're going through something right now it really is good to talk about it. And I'm not saying that you have to go to a Dr. Flugenheim or go to a real counselor or go to a therapist or get yourself committed to a psych hold. Find somebody that you can trust. Do you feel comfortable talking to your wife? Well, yeah, she's my wife. Of course I feel comfortable talking to her. So is this something that you think you could go home and talk to her about and talk to her about how it made you feel and you know how it's kind of affected you? Oh, no, no, I'm not doing that. I got to be the strong one in the relationship. I'm the rock. Okay, fine. You don't want to talk to your wife about it. You have a buddy that you can, you can go to? Irvin. Yeah, 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 I'm thinking. Uh, I got this one guy, uh, Joe, that I know. We go out for a drink every Thursday night. Um, he talks to me a lot about his feelings. He would probably be my go-to. If I had to bet on someone that I could trust with this, it would be him. Okay, well... I think when you go and have the drink next week, because you already had it tonight. Well, no, we didn't. I didn't go out tonight because I was coming here, and I don't want to come on the show and be all, you know, I can't be under the influence while I'm doing your talk show. Okay, no, I, hey, I'm going to give you kudos for that. I appreciate that. Thank you for not throwing back a few before you came in. So anyway, to get back to the point, I think the next time that you and Joe go out, just casually bring it up. You don't need to start crying and and making it like this is the worst thing ever especially because you kind of seem to be over it a little bit like obviously like it's bringing back now that you're talking about it, it's bringing back 
some emotions. Okay, well, first off, I never cry. Okay, there will be no tears from Irvin's face unless I, like, poke myself in the eye putting my contact in. Okay, listen, I'm not saying you're a crier. Calm down. I'm just saying, casually work it into conversation just to get it off your chest. And I know that that is going to sound silly, like, oh, it's just talking, it's just words, but I, I promise you it might actually help just to get it out there, talk about it, because we've talked about in other episodes, again, not, not giving someone a reason to do this or an excuse to do this, but you don't know what other people are going through. Now, if you can remember, think back, before they started bullying you, who was the better salesperson? Well, I was. I, I was I was the top salesman for like three months in a row. And then these guys, they start throwing, uh, what do the kids call it now? You start throwing shade my way and then things go haywire. Okay, so think about that. You were the top salesman for three months, right? These guys start digging at you, giving you a hard time, making fun of you, trying to make you feel like you are not good enough. Your performance slides and now they're the top salesman. Oh my God, I didn't even look at it that way. Is that why they did it? Because they wanted to be better than me? Yeah, and, and not saying that they were better than you. I mean, you obviously were a better salesman. You just kind of let these outside influences factor into how you were living your life. And, and that's, that's the way that I see it. Again, not a professional, just giving you, giving you my opinion. And, and I'll be honest, um, have you just because you seem kind of like you would have. Uh, have you ever worked in a restaurant or a bar or anything like that? Oh, yeah. I worked at a couple nightclubs and a couple restaurants, but again, it was a long time ago. Okay. And, and while things have changed and careers change and technology changes, I would venture to guess that most of the service industry is still the same. I bet you guys joked around a lot, didn't you? Oh, yeah. All the time. Okay. Bet you made a lot of sexual innuendos to the ladies. Oh my God, there wasn't a day that went by. I mean, that's how I met my first wife. Okay. Now, looking at the climate nowadays, could you walk into a restaurant and say some of the things you said back then now? Oh, absolutely not. With all the Karens and people that are so easily offended. Exactly. What do you mean exactly? Well, we talked about it with Roy. Like, you may be joking. You may think it's joking. Or whoever is talking to you may think that they're joking. But it doesn't come across that way. You can actually seriously insult somebody. And as someone, as you pointed out last week, as someone who, who bullied other people, you know that that can affect them. Well, yeah, but like a joke's a joke. A joke's a joke till it's not. And the problem is, is that you're saying that joke and that joke is funny to you. And that joke may be funny to your buddy, but the person that that joke is intended for they may not find it funny. They may not, they may not think the way that you do. And it may make them feel bad. So let's go back to your story. You said you have a perfect face. Oh, I have a perfect face. My wife tells me once a month. She only tells you once a month? Well, maybe she tells me more, but we go out to dinner once a month. We have a, we have a monthly date night. It's really good for our marriage, and she tells me how handsome I am. So if she says it, it must be true, because, you know, she knows everything. At least she's told me that. Yeah, I think, I think most spouses in general we're going to kind of want to believe. Um, so you think that you have a great face. Your wife thinks you have a great face. Congratulations. Keep her around. Oh, I plan on keeping this one around. Trust me. Okay. 
Either way, the point is, this guy said you didn't have a pretty face. He said you had an ugly face and that you couldn't make sales because you're ugly face, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so again, he was joking. You took it seriously. You let it affect how you looked at yourself. Okay, you're getting really deep now. Um, I'm just going to take a break. Can you bring Esteban in, please? Because I need him to talk so that I can kind of gather my thoughts here because this is way deeper than I thought we were going to go. I thought we was going to talk about it and give advice, not dive into our personal lives. Okay, fair enough. You go take your time. We'll bring Esteban in. And hopefully he's got some stories to tell. And if not, then we'll just kind of go into the research that our team did and, and kind of go from there. Okay, sounds good. Hey, Esteban, Esteban. Yes, thank you for calling him in here. All right, Esteban, welcome back. Oh my God, hello, podcast peoples. I'm so glad you're here for me again. Okay, we brought Irvin in first and I brought Roy in. I wanted to try to prove a point that it's not the Esteban show. No, unless you think it's your show, but it's not your show. It's all of our shows. You've said that before, and I told you, now that you said it, it has to be true, okay? So this is all of our shows. Like, you should not call this comedic coping. You should call this Esteban, Irvin, and LeBron. What about Roy? Yeah, Roy only been here for one show, so maybe give him a little more time before we include him, okay? And why are you first? Um, hello, why do you think I'm first? Okay, because one, I'm most important. That's, that's pretty obvious. Uh, two, I make your show pop. Um, and that's what the viewers are looking for. Then what the pop? So, yes. Um, but if you want me to have a reason that makes me not sound so self-centered, then I'm going to tell you that it's alphabetical because E comes before I and that comes before L. Okay, so Esteban is always first. <laughs> okay. Anyway, let's get back on topic here. We were just talking about bullies. Obviously, we got to Urban. I want to talk to you, though. Because... You've kind of worked, as you put it last week, in a niche market. You've been in salons. Um, have you ever experienced bullying? You know, I have a little bit, but it's not like, like I know the team was doing like some research and you and I talked about it before the show. Um, I don't think that we have ever had like big bullying and stuff, like just little bullying and stuff, but I told you the story last week, so like, I'd be more than happy to tell it again. No, 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 we don't, <laughs> we don't need to talk about it again. It's okay. Um, have you ever worked for someone? Because I really want to get into this. Like we've talked about coworkers bullying you. And, and for me, that's kind of almost the easier topic. When you're talking about a coworker or another adult bullying you, um, we could give advice on that all day, but that's going to mirror last week. You know, keep, keep your calm. Try to avoid confrontation. If you feel the need to say something, something witty, funny, not something that's going to be argumentative or confrontational. Um, but I feel like when it comes to a boss, uh, it's a little, it's a little more scary. Yes, like I have never personally dealt with this, but I will say that like if I had a boss who was like super mean to me, like I wouldn't even know what to do because first off, like everybody loves Esteban, so I don't know why anybody will have a problem with me. Okay, but we're not just talking about you; we're talking about everybody. We're talking to. All of our listeners, whether this is their first time joining us or they've been listening from the beginning. Okay, so you've seen the research. You know what we're trying to do here. So as far as is having a boss, if you pretend you're not Esteban, if you have to. If you had a boss 
that was bullying you. Not like riding you because I think that kind of falls into the same category as the parents. Like sometimes they're just doing their job and they are going to push you to get better results. But if you had a boss that was really just bullying you and nitpicking and just making your life terrible, what would you do? Okay, so like if I put myself in someone else's shoes, hopefully they're designer shoes, um, but if I put myself in someone else's shoes, like I think the big thing, especially like with Irving, he just talked about it, like he let it affect his performance. And like for me, like I'm not gonna be anybody but me. I told you that because like with all the bullying I experienced as a kid, like I'm not taking it as an adult now. And the thing is, is that like you, I feel like we say this a lot, but you can only control what you can control. Do you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, but we want to give them more advice than that. Um, if you're cool with it, I kind of want to go over the research that we found, because I, I really do think that this is almost, it's all important. But I feel like the childhood bullying, we, we needed to address that. We needed to give them kind of ways to cope. But I think with a boss, it is almost just as strenuous, because you're not just talking about this is a place that you have to go every day. So it's obviously not something you want to deal with every day, but we're also talking like, this is your, this is your livelihood. This is how you support yourself. This is how you support your family. This is how the bills get paid. Um, this essentially could be your career. This is, this is the path that gets you to retirement. Hopefully if you, if it's a perfect world. Um, so I just kind of want to run through the list with you and we can kind of, I don't know if you want to role play or just kind of give me your insight. Do you know, I always give you my opinion. I'm not short on words, okay? I may not always pronounce them correctly or we may not be on the same page, but of course, like you go over the list. Okay, so with your boss, if you have a true bully boss, you need to confront that. And when I say that, I don't mean go up and punch him in the face. Again, we're not condoning violence. Of course, in our mind, maybe that's what we want to do. And maybe just visualizing that gives you some relief. But I kind of want to go through the research that we've seen because I have been fortunate enough that while I have had tough bosses, I've never had a boss bully me. I've had coworkers that have bullied me. I talked with Irvin. There was lots of joking that could have kind of trickled into harassment and bullying in the service industry when I was a server and a bartender. Um, I've never had a bully boss. I've had bosses who were bullies to other people. I was just never on the short end of the six, so to speak. Um, so when it comes to that confrontation, we already said don't hit them. Do you have any thoughts on how you should handle that? Just, okay, like, I think the biggest thing is, um, like, I know you're not in class, so it's just like, um, how do you say, it's like a metaphor, okay? Like, what you should do is raise your hand. And I don't mean like just walk into his office and raise your hand, like call on me, I know the answer, okay? But no, like you need to stand up and say something because like you say, you talk about it with the new Roy guy and then we talk about it with Urban. Like if you don't tell them that you don't think it's funny, maybe they think that you think it's funny and they think it's okay and it's not okay. So you need to like raise your hand and say something like, hello, I'm here, I have feelings. I need you to understand that. That's great. I think that's one of the, the biggest things is you need to address it when it happens. If you let it go on, even if you don't give them the rise, you don't give them the reaction, you ignore it, you walk away. If you continue to let it go on, it's going to continue to go on until you put a stop to it. Exactly. Like, you got to stop it. You know, like, you are in charge. You can control what you can control. I sound like a broken record over here, okay? Just put me right round, baby, right round. Like a record, like a record. Okay. 
This is not a time for a musical break. We're trying to be kind of serious here. Okay, Mr. Funny Man, we be serious. Okay, so you want to stand up and say, hey, like this isn't, this isn't funny or um, I'm feeling mistreated, but how, how would you go about that? Okay, Jess, I know you want me to look through my nose. Hold on. Okay, listen, I have my nose. And here's what we have found, okay? So uh, the big thing is, Jess, do you want to raise your hand and say, hello, I'm here, I have feelings, you hurt them, you need to understand why so you don't do it again, okay? Um, and then you need to be specific. Like, not like the ocean specific, Pacific, but like spe specific, like a snake, specific. Esteban, please get to the point. Okay, Jess, I'm getting there, I'm getting there. Hold on, next page. Okay, listen. You need to write down specific times and you need to put down like how they acted and how it made you feel and like the, all the times that it happened um, because these are things that you want to say. Like it's not just a one-time thing. Like it's going on and on and I can't take it anymore. I think that's great. So be specific. Now, hold on. Irvin wants to come back in. Yeah, come on, dude. Okay, okay, hold on. I got my notes too. Okay, can you let me finish this point? Okay, fine. Go back to Esteban and you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, we're going to kind of try to do this in order so it's not confusing. Okay, fair enough. Okay. So you want to raise your hand and say, hey, this is, I'm taking this as bullying. I am not comfortable with this. We need to try to fix this. Here's my issue. You want to make sure that you've got specific examples. How many times have they said what? What dates did they say it on? Um... Another thing that we read about is that talk to your coworkers. This is going to be for two reasons. One, like we talked about with you, Orvin, it is good to talk about your experiences. That is for your mental health. That is for you to get it off your chest. The other reason is you want to see if anyone else is being treated like this because you want to have that on record too. And at that point, you've kind of got a backup more or less. Um, the big thing like you and I talked about, Irvin, is you can't let it affect your work. No, because if you let it affect your work, I'm guessing with, especially if it's a boss, like then you're going to give them reason to be on to you even more. Exactly. So you don't want to give them a reason. You know what? You are going to kill them with kindness, but in this instance, you're going to kill them with your performance. You know what? You're going to bully me because the TPS reports aren't in by Friday. I'm going to get them in by Thursday now. Okay. Um, do not let them affect your job performance. You need to keep performing at a high level because at some point, and this is the next, the next step, you want to talk to them one-on-one. -on -one. If you have somebody else that's going through it, you need to try to talk to them and they're only going to do it on their own time, but you should, you should try to encourage them to talk and try to put a stop to it as well. But when I say you want to talk to your boss one-on-one, -on -one, you want to do that because one, these are your problems. Okay. This isn't Jerry Springer. You don't need an audience member in there cheering you on fight, 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 fight. Okay. That's not going to be productive. And the boss might actually feel like you're ganging up on him and he's immediately going to go to the defensive. He or she, I apologize. Um, the boss is immediately going to go on the defensive if there's more than one of you. Okay. So you've got the coworker or somebody else in the office, however you want to phrase it. You're specific on what happened, when it happened. You're confident in how you're saying it, okay? But you are still 
controlling your emotions because you don't want to be reactive. You want to state the facts, not the opinions. Okay. Yes. You stating how you feel. That is actually a fact. They can't dispute that because they're not you. They don't know how you feel, but you're confronting them. You're giving them specific examples. You're standing up for yourself. You need to know that that conversation can go several different ways. The bosses is going to see that you're cool, calm, and collected. You've got examples. Um, they may realize, knock on wood, they may realize, okay, I have overstepped my bounds and this isn't the right thing to do. And if that's the case, good for you for standing up to yourself. Yes, I would say like, go girl, because you just handled your business. Do you know what I'm saying? Why do you always got to talk like that? I mean, come on, it might not be a girl listening. Did you ever think about that? Okay, both of you knock it off. Stop for a second. So if that conversation goes well, you've given them the evidence, the facts as it may be, and they realize the error of their ways. And you guys have a bonding moment. Probably HR wouldn't advise it. Maybe you share a hug and everything's great. And you guys can go about your working relationship. The other way it's going to go is they're going to get extremely defensive and, and tell you that you are taking it the wrong way and you are the problem. And I'm going to let you know right now, most of the time, you're not the problem. And if you are the problem, chances are you're not having this conversation with the boss because you know you're the problem. So you have to, like we said, all over and over and over, control what you can control. You cannot control your boss's reaction. You can only control how you're presenting it and how you react. And if your boss starts to get defensive and starts to get agitated, put the conversation on hold. Just stop and go, listen, I understand you feel the way that you feel. I've told you how I felt. I've given you the examples of why I feel the way that I'm feeling. I think we both just need to take a 15 minute break, take a couple deep breaths, and then come back and try this again. If that doesn't work, offer to have a third party, not necessarily the coworker that's being bullied as well, but a third party involved, almost like a mediator or just a witness in case things go off the rails again. So that's another way it can go. When you're making this confrontation, I want you to remember two things. I want you to remember your worth. Okay. I want you to make a list of all the amazing things that you have done for the company you've worked for. Any reports or processes that you've created, your good job performances, um, anything that you've contributed to the team. Make sure you note all of your successes and remember that your company is where they are because of what you do. Now, you may be a very small part of that, but if you're still on the payroll, there's a reason you're on the payroll. So you remember your worth and how important you are, okay? And the next thing that I want you to remember is that, again, you can only control what you can control. And when you go into this, if you're going into this, it's because you've reached the point where this is no longer good for you, good for the company, good for your mental health, good for your situation. Um, so you need to address it. With that being said, unfortunately, if you're at the point where you need to have this confrontation, you need to be prepared for retaliation. If this boss really truly is a blowhard and he is the biggest bully of them all, he or she, if your boss is the biggest bully of them all, you may have to be prepared that their reaction is going to be a snap judgment and you may lose your job and you need to be okay with that.
Now, I'm not saying that's going to be every case. I really hope it's not your case. But honestly, if it's gotten that bad that you need to have this confrontation, and if the confrontation goes so poorly that there's no promise of a good end in sight, then maybe it's for the best that you no longer have this job. With that also being said, if things are super terrible, get yourself set up to move on to another company because there are terrible bosses out there, but there are great bosses as well. And I hope that you find the good one. You know, we've talked about controlling what you can control, trying to make sure that you list all the things that have happened, list all of your successes, know your worth. Um, the other thing you can think of too is, you know, in, in my experience, there's always, always, almost always, um, another ring to the ladder. Your boss is not the final go-to. Your boss has a boss. Your boss's boss has a boss. And unfortunately, or fortunately, as it may be, um, your company has a boss too. Most of the time, uh, I believe the name is Human Resources. Oh yeah, they're the ones that make you go to all those meetings about things you can and can't say. Yes, but they're also the ones that help protect you. And they're there to advocate for you and try to make sure that you're in a good working environment. I know, I know. I've had good experiences with them too. I get it. I'm just saying. I know. You would like to miss out on some of the sexual harassment courses? No, actually, those are pretty good. I think we do need those. It kind of helps me not make the comments I want to make. Okay. So, like, what is this? Because, like, in a salon, we don't have human resources? Like, I don't... Is that the people that, like, hired you? Yeah. The human resources are normally people that handle the hirings, firings, but they're also there to make sure that you're following the company rules and towing the line and all that stuff. Oh, okay. Um, so, like, for instance, what if that doesn't work? Like, is there anything, like, like, let's say the boss, he gets so mad at you, and he says, okay, you're gone, bye-bye, see you later, and you fire. Like, what happens? Well... You know, there's a couple of different things, you know, even if you do get fired or let go, try to make a point to have an exit interview with someone other than your boss, your boss's boss, HR, whoever the case may be. Um, uh, this is going to depend on state. And this is based purely on the research that I've done. I have not experienced this myself. Um, but depending on the state that you're in, you may also want to think about getting legal representation, whether it's for you know, the reason they fired you is not justified. Um, you know, that's something something that a, an attorney can look at. But also, bullying is not illegal. It's hard to define for whatever reason it's not illegal. But harassment is. So depending on the type of bullying that you're experiencing, it may not just be wrong. It may also be illegal. So I know we've gone on and on. But this, this bullying is, is a topic that we can talk about for for 10 episodes. So I just kind of want to recap. If you guys will help me. Irvin, adult bullies, what do we want to do? Okay, I got this. So, uh, just like with the road rage, you want to keep yourself safe. You want to keep your cool. And I guess you want to talk about your experiences to get it off your chest. Perfect. I don't think I could have said it better myself. Maybe, but I definitely like the way you said it. Esteban, we want you to put yourself in someone else's shoes. And yes, they can be designer shoes. What do you do if you have a bully for a boss? Okay, so let me talk about it. the first thing you want to do is raise your hand and say, hello, I'm here. I have a problem with this. And then you want to make sure that you note down every time they were not nice to you and the things they say. 
and how many times they said it. And then you want to talk to your boss, but you don't want to have a fight with your boss. And sometimes you need somebody there, sometimes no, because you don't want him to get like defensive or something. Um, you can control yourself, but you can't recall his, you can't control his response. So you just need to make sure that like, if he gets too heated, you take a break, you go, you have a cigarette, you have a coffee, you just take a break, you get away. You count to five, you breathe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We went through that with the road rage thing. Take a breath, count to five. Yes, but then you come back. And if he, if it doesn't work, then you try to go, you know, above him. Because you don't want to go blow him. I'm so, what? You know, blow him. Like, like under him. You don't, you don't want to talk to him. You want to talk to someone higher up. Okay, yes, you're right. And then, like you say, sometimes maybe you need to get an attorney lawyer whatever you want to call them because sometimes sometimes this is what you need to do to protect yourself okay guys great advice now this is going to be something that i want to get your opinion on and then we'll wrap it up for the day because we're we're going well over the 30 minutes here you've read the research you've all worked for various people we've kind of touched on just adult bullies. We've, we've put it in the role of a coworker. It could be anybody. It could be the, I don't want to say Karen that gets overused. It could be the Marsha at the coffee shop that's yelling at you. It could be any Tom, Dick or Harry who's walking down the street and, and they just feel the need to be mean, you know? Um, but when it comes to bosses, I think that's the hardest thing for people to really kind of stand up for themselves with, because it's, it's not just, somebody else it's not somebody that you're not going to see again this is your boss this is a person you work for again they control your livelihood so any any last minute two cents you want to throw here into the comedic coping piggy bank okay so here's the thing it's just like any other bully you gotta stand up for yourself and i know it's hard like nobody wants to go against the boss but you gotta remember it's not the mafia okay if you go against the boss you go against the dawn uh there's a horse head in your bed and you're in the river. That's not the case, okay? It's just a job. And if you can work things out, great. But you got to talk and you got to try. But if it's not the right fit, then you got to find something else, okay? Because I promise you, there's always something else out there. That's, that's all I'm going to say. But let me tell you, just real quick. I'm sorry. I do got one more thing. It is hard to stand up to a bully in general. But when it's your boss, like you said, it's your job. It's your livelihood. But you got to stand up and let me tell you why. Because if you let this person walk over you, then it's just going to go trickle down and you're going to let everybody walk all over you. And that's not okay. You're right. It's not okay. So, Irvin, I appreciate you being here. Um, I'm going to get Esteban's two cents and then I'll say bye to both of you collectively. Okay, great. Esteban, what do you want to add? I just want to say again that I love all my podcast peoples, Okay. You guys are all wonderful, and I'm so sorry if you are doing this. Like, if you're going through this, I am so sad for you, but it's going to get better, okay? So, you stand up for yourself. Tell yourself you loved yourself because I loved you. You should love you. And I know it's hard, like, especially when you have to deal with someone who's empowered. Like, it's okay. Like, don't. They're in power, but you don't give them the power over you, okay? Especially if they're not handling it the way they're supposed to. So, anyway, I think, like I said, biggest thing, just like anything, you stand up, you raise your hand, you say, hello, I'm here. 
Okay? Yes, I know. You're going to turn into a broken record again. Okay. We know it's hard. Okay? Bullying in general sucks. It sucks. There's no other way to put it. Dealing with your boss, depending on who your boss is, that can suck even when it's a cordial thing because that's your boss, man. Like, most of the time, your boss isn't your friend. And honestly, they're not supposed to be. They're there to do a job. And you are going to have bosses that push you, but they're not bullies. But you are going to have those bosses that are bullies. So we just want to make sure that you know that you have a support system, whether it's your coworkers or your spouse or your family or the guy that <laughs> Joe, there you go, Irvin, Joe, the guy that you go and have a drink with, like you've got people around you to talk about it and, and walk you through it. And hopefully you can find your voice if you need to have one. We should all have a voice and, uh, you know, don't, don't be scared. Don't let the fear take over. Because I promise you, even if it's a six, seven figure job, like everyone's got those basic human rights. Okay. And being respected is a big one, especially when it, when it is a job like you, everyone needs to survive and make money. And I, and I get that you've got rent to pay cars, to pay food, to put on the table. Um, but you, you don't, you don't need that job. You may need a job. But you don't need that job. So please find it within yourself to stand up for yourself and take care of you. Um, because at the end of the day, that's, that's all we got. But anyway, um, thank you guys again so much for listening. As always, I want to remind you, it's not what you're going through. It's how you get through it. Hopefully we're helping you do that. Um, like I said, the responses to last week were great. Please, please, please keep the comments coming on our Facebook page. Send us an email, comediccoping at gmail.com. I want your insight. I want your input. I've had a couple people go, hey, man, the show is great, um, but I'm kind of going through something. Like, it's, I don't want to give you any specifics, but just mental health in general. So next week, we're going to bring these two guys back for sure. Roy may or may not join us. I haven't really talked to him. He hasn't come back. I think he's still trying to apologize to the guy that was working up on the ranch with him. Um, but next week, we're going to dive into mental health. And and we're going to talk about the D word. You didn't tell me we're talking about the D word. No, I'm not. Not the D word you're thinking. Get your mind out of the gutter, Esteban. We're going to talk about depression, okay? Because um, it's a real thing. And I, and I don't think we address it enough as a society or individuals. Because um, that's where it's harder to, to deal with it. But we're going to get to that next week. Um, so until then, Irvin, Esteban... Thank you so much for joining us. Oh, you're welcome. I'm always glad to come on the show, and I will be here next week, okay? Uh, you have a great night. Thank you, Irvin. You as well. Esteban, drive safe. Do you know I will, okay? But do you know what I have to say to all my peoples that are listening to me, all my podcast peoples? I love you. i see you next week. Stay pretty. Boop. All right, guys. Um, so, yeah, thanks so much for listening. We can't do this without you. Uh, five episodes in. And we've got 50 listeners. That's amazing. So thank you so much to the comedic coping crowd out there. Uh, you guys have a great week. Enjoy the show. Uh, we'll come back next week. Like I said, send us your thoughts. Send us situations you're going through. I'd like to touch on everything and help everyone. But until next week, this is LeBron. Ta-ta for now. <laughs>